just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. show with the kings of pro wrestling podcast i am justin of course here with meals uh very interesting episode we got today i'd say yeah right i would say so um it's it's a lot of things i'm feeling a lot of things i'm feeling you know the weight of everything i'm feeling first i'm feeling sore as hell right (laughs) should get my mind off everything i decided to take a four mile run yesterday and my body was like hey hey, you're not ready for four miles man i feel Um, like i feel like i've taken a four mile run i think i mean you just heard a phone call that i was on (laughs) yeah so it's just a bunch of exhaustion and stuff like that so yeah it's it's definitely um you know quite an episode can i can i make um before we get into kind of the swing of things um can i just make one shout out yeah uh to one of my friends his name is josh he's been a listener of this podcast for a very very long time i've known him since i was i've got to be how old was i when i entered high school i don't remember anyway i've known him since high school so i've known him since high school we've known that we're like fans of the same things fans of wrestling fans you know and we just generally drove a little guy um, I want to congratulate him because he is now a father, which is crazy. Whoa. Um, so I want to like congratulate him, especially during all this time, but you know, the COVID crisis and all the things that we're going through and just like, I just want to congratulate him just openly because every week he hits me up about the things that we say on this podcast and you may have seen him in your mentions as well. Um, he's the Chad Hugo on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a really dope guy. Yeah, so he's incredible, and I just kind of want to say that before we get on with anything there and just say publicly congratulations and thank you for always supporting us, and I will always support you. And that's kind of what I wanted to say just openly on this podcast. Welcome to Black Fatherhood, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, but what an interesting time uh, to, to, for, for that, right? You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of things that have been going on and we're not going to beat around the bush. Like we, we've all, we've all seen, we've all seen, you know, um, what's been going on in the news, what's been going on in the world. We would be remiss to be black podcasters. And I'm really, I'm really like really getting emotional right now because, you know, I told Mila yesterday that like the only person that I want to talk about with this, I talked about this with was him because he, he, you were right there with me when we started this and I think that, you know, we don't need to have 10,000 listeners because we got enough people that listen that can fill up a room and our influence mm-hmm. goes way further than that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really fucking scary time. Yeah, 
It, it, it completely is. And I think um, I remember in terms of this whole conversation, I mean, I've been going back and forth this actual episode for a couple of days now because I knew it was going to be had. And I knew that despite um, despite everything that's kind of happening with like the blackout and being paused and all this other stuff that we would. Oh, well, all right. Um, despite <laughs> all of that, I mean, what it would not be a podcast without the sounds of Brooklyn in the background. Uh, or Rough Riders. Um, but I knew that despite of it all, we we're going to talk about it because this is just something that we do on a weekly basis. We talk about it. It's kind of an escape for us, but the world has been just kind of very terrible to kind of be able to sit down, chop it up, talk about professional wrestling, enjoy it, make fun of it, embrace it, see the good in it, see the bad in it, talk about the, everything, the whole spectrum of kind of everything, unbiasedly, you know, um, so it's kind of great, but I was really regretting having to do this one because I feel like it was, first of all, everything's so emotionally heavy. Your time, just the timeline itself. And we're a generation that absorbs and ingests social content like it's air. So like without a reflex, you just turn on a phone, slap on Twitter, it's there. You go turn, you switch the next app to Instagram, it's there. You go to your group chats, it's there. You go to your emails, you're getting all these emails about it. So it's kind of like, it's it, you turn on the TV, you turn on the news just to stay informed a little bit. It's kind of there. So there's not really an off switch for it. So you, it's the only choice you kind of have is to disengage forcibly by not being, just not doing anything. Um, yeah. So, but again, yeah, I was having this heavy decision because I feel like within the wrestling world, and I think we're going to, I mean, as much as this is an outside wrestling world type of thing, this affects all types of walk of life. You know, being a wrestling fan in 2020 and being a wrestling fan on the internet is kind of hard enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then when you wrap in the feelings of, you know, and emotions of everything that's going on in this country and it wraps within the world of professional wrestling because it does affect that and affects all types of pop culture and everything. It becomes a lot and it becomes incredibly heavy and it, it, it got to this point where it's like, do I really want to discuss just the, the kind of closed-mindedness of all these kind of people um, who are commenting on this and who who cite that yes we are this brand who you know is open and, and we accept all colors and all this other stuff and do we want, how many times are we going to have to be the people to teach them about this right mm-hmm. like it, it sh- I feel like it shouldn't be our responsibility to be like you know to to inform people. Of like, listen, this is why your views are trash. And mm-hmm. this is why the hashtag all lives matter will continue to um, trigger a strong disdain from the black community. Because it's clear, if there's anything that has been clear, it's when you see the hashtag all lives matter, I immediately kind of throw everything out the window because immediately you don't understand. And But, but we've, been, we've been facing this adversity and speaking on this for a really long time and we started this two years ago with the star thing we we continued it with uh 
you know, the, the, the ACH thing and, and everything like that. Like we, we wanted to, we, we've always had the hard conversations. We've always asked the hard questions. We've always turned the mirror to ourselves and to the people that talk about these things. And, and I, I think that like, honestly, it, it, in, in a weird way, it, it's really our responsibility to continue that fight. And, and that's why I wanted to, no. to I mean, I fight will continue to be thing, but will continue to be fought. However, it's just, you know, and not that I'm going to talk about it because we're about to have this whole full-length discussion on it, but the fact that it's just like, yo, how many, how many times could you tell, and I'm just going to say, how many times can you tell Cody Rhodes the exact same thing over and yeah. over again? And yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And how many times can you tell Chris Jericho? And this is not AEW bashing. And how many, because you can talk about it with Jackson Riker. You can talk about it with him. How many times do you tell these people? And, and, and maybe it is enough times because we've got to the point as well where it's like now we see people who are beginning. It, it took this moment. And it's sad that it took this moment because this is just one of many moments. You know what I'm saying? George mm-hmm. Floyd. Um it's just he is representative of one of many moments that have been happening over the last decade. More specifically, over the last, I mean, if you want to talk about the compactedness of it all, over the last five to six years where the Black Lives Matter really movement kind of started in the wake of a lot of uh, unarmed um, shooting of unarmed black men. It's been happening for so long, so it's like, you know, it's just exhausting. It just really is. It's, it's tiring, like, and and we have to. It's tiring to have the conversation that we have to have almost every other month about this. Uh, it, it's tiring because, like you said, we're the only, we. They come to us for it, and you just heard me have a conversation with someone that I work with about how to proceed that conversation. And what did I say? I said you put black people in that room, and you 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 let them address you. And you let them speak to you, and 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 I think that it, it takes a, a lot of patience. But we, but, but like, how much patience are we supposed to have for four hundred, five hundred years? Right. And, and you have to be willing to learn. You know what I'm saying? But you have to yeah. be. It, it, the other half of that is being willing to accept. That's really mm-hmm. one half of it. Instead of smugly saying, "And this is why all lives matter." It should not just be, you know. It's not just Black Lives Matter, but Black Lives do matter. But it's also all lives matter, and it's mm-hmm. like how much? It's it's the smugness. It's the it's the it's brazenly kind of like it's kind of everything that we protest against. It's bra- it's brazenly kind of like putting your flag down and just being like, "Hey, this is what it is," mm-hmm. and we are the ones who are saying what it is because we. Are we we don't see color and we and we you know we we uh I've worked with black people before or I've I've done this before and I have black friends and all this other stuff so this is what it is like people of all walks of life it should not matter but at the same time it's like you you guys aren't experiencing the same things that we're experiencing and it's just clearly you don't see that and it's clearly by the way that you guys are. Um, presenting it. There's so much into sort of where I'm kind of really on one half of where there's part of me that's kind of disgusted with the pro wrestling community. There's another part of it that's that makes me incredibly proud and seeing something that 
I don't even think I don't even think ten years ago to be honest with you we've seen yeah. period yeah. like I don't think even you know I don't think. I think probably the early, I don't even want to say early, because we've all heard the stories in the past. You've seen Teddy Long and, and shoot interviews talking about Ric Flair calling him the N-word, and you've heard Terry Taylor. Back the, Terry Taylor. You've, you've heard the stories about, I mean, it's kind of like one of the stories of like why, I don't even know if it's the reason why Mark Henry became ECW champion, but you hear the stories of um, what's, what's um, his name? Uh, works in the back. Talks like this. Um, Oh, uh, Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes. There we go. You hear the story of Michael Hayes, um, you know, and 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 just the racial kind of like things that he said to Mark Henry at the time, and you hear all these things, and you, you, we, I don't think at any point did we see a major. I mean, you heard of the stories, but there were no movements. There were no. Solidarity. There was no one speaking. No one speaking. And I think think that, like, not even to cut you off, like, I I see, like, the black wrestlers, the women, all, you know, going up and and holding themselves accountable and and holding the people accountable, too. My feeling about this, and I had one of of our friends uh, bring this up, too, uh, and he was like, you know, how do I feel about when, when white people, you know, send gestures like this? What are we supposed to do? It's like, obviously, like, all of our heads are on a swivel right now and, and to eternity because of what's going on. But I think that you, you take these at face value. If they're going to single lose support and, and they're going to be an ally, you, we got to hold them accountable. But we also can't take every single thing as, as like, ulterior motive type shit, right? Like, yeah. show and prove. If you're gonna be Black Lives Matter, put it up. Show us. Right. And I think there's a lot of wrestlers, you know, just just speaking. I, honestly, if you want to keep it 100, I feel like a lot more wrestlers have come out and said the right things than like rappers have said <laughs> in yeah. the past seven days, which which yeah, which is completely insane. But 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 again, like like you said, it's hard to be a, a wrestling fan online. It's hard to it's hard to be a black wrestling fan online, but it's also hard. Because every even even in these tough times, it's still it's still a competition, and it's not. People are dying, you know. Like we, we're not gonna be upset at Becky Lynch for not posting something publicly, but doing it privately. Like what? Like this is just an example. I'm not saying she did anything. She did post something, and, and it was it was really cool. But like, I'm not I'm not waiting for these people to say anything. Because you see what happens when they do. You get Chris Jericho. Let's talk about Chris Jericho. Let's talk about it. Chris Jericho, who on his Instagram says all lives matter and this isn't about, you know, this isn't about race. It's about peace. And then he, then he doubles down 10 times on it. This is the guy that everyone's like, oh, he's, he's, he's such a, he's a dad. I like to fuck. I, I love him. He's, he's hot. <laughs> that's, that's his, that's his, that's his new gimmick. Listen, and this isn't, this isn't AEW hate. They just so happen to be the only ones that, that's, that's doing this shit. At length, Jericho's off. I'm done, bro. I'm out. I'm out. I can't fuck with it. I can't fuck with it. When Randy Orton <laughs> is looking better than you online, it's a problem, right? He's not knowing like and, and Randy Orton. Like we all got our issues with him. We we talk about him at length in this actual show. 
I don't know what caused him to, to have the, the change of heart that he did. But, but again, it's like, there you it's go. Probably working with, it's probably realizing that Randy Orton has probably worked with more black people and then people of color over the last number of years than he has at any point of his career. It's probably looking around at the locker room and seeing a Sasha Banks, Mustafa Ali, Asuka, New Day, Apollo Crews, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, uh, and and looking and appreciating these people and appreciating and then having a full appreciation for who they are and what they bring and, and the, how the talented they are and what you can see in them and just deciding like, hey, maybe you know, or, and, and maybe just having friends who actually care about him. And he's just like, Randy, here's why a million things. And people aren't afraid to approach them. I think D- deeper than that, about it, deeper than that, Randy Orton looking at his own children who yeah. are, who are mixed race. Yeah. I think the landscape in professional wrestling right now, I mean, you said it kind of on the nose, the fact that wrestlers are saying more right things than rappers are. It's kind of crazy to actually believe that because wrestling is kind of like, even, like I'll say, even 10 years ago, kind of the closed society. Like, even their fashion choices weren't of the actual time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, they lived in such a bubble, lived in such a vacuum that nothing kind of affected them from the outside. They never talked about outside things. They never talked about outside. They would kind of incorporate from time to time to make jest of it. I've seen Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell one more time, one time more than I needed to see at any point in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now we get to see these superstars openly talking about their experiences and openly talking about um, and openly sharing and openly providing that kind of discourse. And you see finally their peers and you're able to look at. A, a person like Naomi and Titus, Titus O'Neil, who does so much great, uh, great, great guy. humanitarian, great guy. Just, just a credit to the human race himself. How could you even? It's just so much. Like, and then you have like, I mean, we saw this last night with the whole Jackson Riker thing, and how every, I mean. Political views or not, that's your own kind of political views, but your political views at this time, instead of putting up a post supporting your fellow workers and supporting the people that you worked with, you worked across the ring from um, the Street Profits, you worked across the ring from the New Day at this point, the Usos, everyone, the Lucha House Party, everyone for, for, you know, as a matter of fact, and being able to put that up and not even in support of the people that you work with or the people that you share these experiences with and people who have elevated you to the next level as well. It's kind of like a slap in the face. It's mm-hmm. like I would rather rather than disclose what I feel and like what I feel is right and that, you know, it's unlawful and unjust and for a policeman to take away a black man's life for no particular reason. Uh you rather tout your political, you know, your political views in support of the man who obviously, you know, does not care about anything. The man says more shoot, more lootings, more shootings, and he's not afraid to actually unleash tear gas on tear, tear gas yeah. and protesters and yeah, you know, and all like this other stuff like. And and I wasn't online for. And the, he got rightfully ringed for it. I mean, he got rightfully ringed for it by. Sorry, sorry for cutting you off, by the way. But he got rightfully ringed for it by Kevin Owens and Ali and so much more, and even Ricochet to an extent. Like <laughs> even Ricochet was like, "Hey, buddy, that doesn't sound right." Um, 
in the nicest ricochet way that he possibly is because he's just a great guy in general. But you know, yeah, I I was I haven't been online um, for a while, like past twenty four hours. But I saw that, and I'm I'm not shocked. I think you know we you know just to address the fact that you know I, 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 I and I think this speaks more to again just being like hey this wrestling's like this this fake fantasy world right and then i was like okay let 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 them let this group this tag team actually show us what they about in real life before i like say that shit and then they did and what, I, what did i do on the show i said i was wrong y'all were right <laughs> y'all, y'all were right y'all were absolutely right but like i'll never not judge a book by its cover again i swear to god exactly no. but it, but it, it's clear it's clear that their their thoughts don't align with the greater locker room, and and I think that for anyone that and I haven't seen wrestling Twitter for the past day or so, I think for anyone that is thinking that these wrestlers were put up to it or thinking that 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 they're going to get in trouble for not doing it, this is your proof, right? WWE's not stopping or, or in AEW for that matter, they're not stopping anyone from from expressing themselves in any way. None of these companies are, and I think this is this leads proof to that. But I think more so than that. Jackson's comments are more proof that what the Forgotten Sons or whoever those guys are, they are they have no support from the people in that locker room. That's Ali, who I saw. That's Owens, who's been around. Zayn, who's been around. I think Caleb Braxton went in on him. Batista went in on him. Didn't say his name last night. I, you can rest assured that they'll probably be taking jobs from the Lucha House Party. <laughs> and, and I, I think, so. and I think Bruce Pritchard needs to seriously uh, recollect himself and, and realign with with what he should be doing with his team, because they don't need they don't need TV time. Period. Yeah, at least in this climate, no. If you can take, uh, if you can, I mean, if you take Muhammad Hassan off of television fifteen years ago, there's no reason why it shouldn't also be what you're trying to portray with the Forgotten Sons. First of all, saying that. You know, you know what? I don't even want to give them much more time of the day. But the fact that they're still the gimmick that we're pushing right now is not the right gimmick to push right now. And I think you guys may need to reevaluate, like you said, what you're actually doing with the Forgotten Sons, because in this kind of charged American environment, it may be something where you end up putting your foot in your mouth. And then, honestly, I'm you're going to put your foot in your mouth because you're going to wholeheartedly defend the decision that you make at the expense of people who actually, you know, it's either actually see the foot things for this. It's either foot in your mouth or I'm sure somebody in the locker room is going to put their foot in their ass. So it, it's just, that's literally what it is. I'm pretty sure Biggie and, and Kofi, their silence speaks volumes on that right now. <laughs> right. Let's be clear. I want to. I want to ask how you feel about WWE and AEW as a whole, not making a, a sweeping statement about this. Oh wow! I was going to ask you. Uh, uh, I feel. I, you, I think I, that I you, you, you go. You ask me first. Let me. You let me. I got. Yeah. I, yeah. I think just in general, um, I, I feel conflicted about it because there have been. There have been situations we've asked where people drop their views and then you're just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that about? Um, but there are situations where I think even in our lives, like 
a a statement by the places who employ us, employer labor and all this mm-hmm. other things. It means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. It means support. It means the years. It means trust. It means providing a just a level of we got you. And that's sometimes all that you need. I know particularly for myself, um, especially with my boss. I mean, I contacted my boss yesterday and I was like, honestly, I'm emotionally just kind of exhausted from everything that has happened this week. I've got, there had been no statement from my job. No one has reached out to me. No one has decided how do we feel? How does this feel? This entire situation is affecting America, but people kind of want to go on and let have their zoom meetings and all this other stuff. It was like, and I'm like, no, how, uh, I don't, there's no way I can feel supported or trusted or anything like that without, the place that I put in so many hours that people and even wrestlers more 300 days a year, multiple days a week, the, the, the threat of COVID and despite all that happened, still coming to work as an essential employee, even though you're a sports entertainer, you're, you're, you're as much of a essential employee as anyone from the NBA or anyone from the NFL or anybody from there but it, or anyone from entertainment, but mm-hmm. you still come to work every day because the show must go on. And that has been the values of your company. So you would hope your company is able to sort of mutually, you know, respect your values as well. Right. And how did you feel about it? Um, I mean, we're both going through something similar. Um, the company that I work for, they haven't made a, a official statement, but they have made an internal statement if, if not a couple of days later. So this isn't to say that these companies, WWE or AEW haven't said anything internally, mm-hmm. but I think that it is clear that they are hands off on allowing their talent to say how they feel. Right. Which to me, I, and I, I'm with you, I'm two ways about it. I, I do want to see some support from this company that we all, that these companies that we all spend money and our time watching, but I feel like it's also strong to know that they are allowing their employees or their contractors, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I'm not going to get into that. They are not going to hold them, you know, hold them back from saying what they want to say. Right. Because I think from the company's standpoint, at least, and far be it for me to defend the actual company, they're a company that doesn't invest within the political or, you know, social kind of thing. They kind of run the kind of atmosphere that they've built and cultivated themselves that attracts people all walks formed of life who don't even in consideration, take a political factor into it. I mean, the, the superstars themselves can, but the company themselves. And I think they don't want to necessarily compromise fans mm-hmm. when making a statement. Honestly, I'm like, uh, I think ideally in an ideal world, we'd love WWE to say like, nah, fuck that. Black Lives Matter. We do not support police brutality, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and the third. But realistically, that's probably not going to happen because then it's going to be, well, WWE dropped in stock and WWE did this and they're affecting this. And now they stand for this and protestings and lootings and all this other stuff. And all the, you know, it becomes this giant big thing. So I can see why for to maintain the status of the company so they can continue to provide things for their performers. They would not want to say anything, 
But personally, for me, if I was a performer there, I would love them to say something. But I get it. I get it. Um, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, it is. You know, it, it is. But uh, I don't work there. Yeah, I don't work there. So my company needs to say stuff. <laughs> yeah, my, my my company needs to I say. Down, I'm like, pushing for my company to say things. And, and I and I would imagine and I would hope and pray that the wrestlers who work for for any company will be pushing for their higher ups to say something, and not just Stephanie McMahon or Tony Khan saying a hashtag. It would be for the company to speak up, and you know, silence is is, is loud enough. But also, I think empowering the people and, and keeping your people empowered. The same that they, they both companies have been throughout this COVID situation and, and allowing people to come in if they wanted to and stay home and you know stay home if they wanted to. It's it, it's as progressive as wrestling can get, right? It, this is mm-hmm. this is really all that you could ask for from this shit show politically, you know, <laughs> that we, that we watch. And you know, this isn't. I'm I'm not not we're not not holding them accountable for this. I think they absolutely should. I but again, it's like with, with my company I work for right now. I think publicly it's too late. I think right now you just you 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 speak up with your with your wallet, right? You, you say you know yeah. we, we relate, but we're gonna we're gonna match this. We're gonna we're right. gonna put into this, and, and I think like you do use your. Well, Brandy Rose said she didn't want to be part of it, but you do use your Titus O'Neils <laughs> or whoever your representatives are <laughs> to to speak to to speak to that and 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 to and to be the front facing to say, hey. I'm having a conversation with, with a Vince McMahon or I'm having a conversation with a Tony Khan or I'm ha- you know what I'm saying? Like they need to come together. Both companies need to come together and, and put support and put their fucking money up right now. I agree. Both of them do. I'm not holding in. Neither of them. Like, like I, and, and I'll say even in the episode of raw last night, I was like, you know what? Like nothing really matters right now it, it, with it, with this episode. Like I did enjoy it. it, it you know, it, it, it took my mind off it's of nice it. It's a nice escape. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice escape. It was. It was a just. No, go ahead. It was. It was a nice. I didn't think about anything when I was watching it, so it, it was. A, yeah. It was a nice I just. I. I was. You know. As much as other things in turmoil that's going on in the timeline, it's kind of nice to just be. Everyone's kind of like everyone that you appreciate is kind of aligned on Monday nights on the same thing. It's like, we'll be watching wrestling, and then you know just those three hours of tweeting and then it's kind of like go back to this it, it it alleviated a lot of things i think everything is just so heavy and it's so compacting and the weight is continuing to build up and the tensions are continuing to build up around this country that it can be a lot um i've had many people confide in me about the anxiety that they feel regarding a whole bunch of things be included i mean i think just in general just watching everything go down the protesting the police everything of the sort it's a lot to carry. It's a lot to hold. Yeah. Yeah. A lot for it's maybe too much for anyone to hold, especially in the social media landscape. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I, I, I think that you have to have a space where people can, can talk. And right. I can only imagine to a certain extent, but they go. Okay. But yeah, you hear that? That was a, that was a, that was national guard that just drove by. <laughs> no, no lie. That was national. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was national guard. They just drove by. They, wow. They're they're all around the, uh, my neighborhood. Um, wow, crazy. Got a six o'clock curfew. They they they, they search. They they do. Uh, they they do drill like not drills, but they they like drive around all day on, on the streets. But um, 
I, I can only imagine to the extent what, it, what it's like to be black in a wrestling company, but I can definitely understand what it's like to be black at a high level when you're making big money, you know, and, and you're trying to survive. There, there's definitely a PTSD there. There's definitely a, a sense where you don't want to speak up because you don't think that you're, you're worth it or, or that you, uh, you deserve this or, or that this is just, it comes with the game. It does not. They don't treat those white people like that. They shouldn't treat you like that. Speak up. Right. And that goes to anyone that's listening and to anyone that's even in a company, if you, if you listen to like speak up and, and make your voice heard because, because they are definitely, definitely, you know, they got to listen now. <laughs> they yeah. got to listen now. I would, that's what I would 100% say. Speak up, never, uh, never um, compromise your values for the values of the company. I would say speak up, uh, say something, some say just say how you feel, say you want to be represented, say all these other things. It's very, very important. It's 100% important at this time. Yep, uh, absolutely. Um, you want to run through the show really quick? Shoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been a heavy, heavy 30 minutes. We didn't really have a, a no holds bar today, uh, but we, we definitely. No, no, really, no. Yeah, we definitely. I mean, not, what else has been happening? Do I really want to talk about? All holds were illegal. All, all holds were legal yeah. this week. <laughs> so, it's crazy. Listen, I we got to talk about um, SmackDown for sure, because it is one of the most kind of, I don't, I don't want to say surreal. Surreal feels like too much of a, a large word on this, but it's one of the most jarring um, moments that I've had. So I can tell you my experience in terms of like what, in terms of what went down on Friday and how the hell did I find out that it went down? Um, we were recording the lookout on Friday, mm-hmm. a late lookout recording. Um, shout out to Skip from BK. You could definitely listen to that episode. It's live now. Um, the lookout every Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. So we were recording that having a great conversation, great time. SmackDown to me, it's a, it's a hit or miss show. If I can miss, if I miss the first 30 minutes of it, I'm not, you know, I'm not pressed because <laughs> who cares? Um, it would be the one show where the beginning I missed that kind of like blew everything out the fucking engine. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I and you know, and you know these shows. You know these shows when they're when they're trying to they, they have to. Uh, they usually do these types of shows when they have to like something big is happening. They have to kind of like go left. <laughs> yeah, and I think just in general, I think it's also a response to like let's do something completely different because nothing that we're currently doing is working. Mm-hmm. But um, so I tune in on SmackDown and I see a battle royal and it's like oh the battle royal to see who will face. AJ Styles in the final of the thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? We'll see, no, see who'll face Daniel Bryan at the end. I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? What happened to AJ versus Elias? What happened to Bryan versus who was it supposed to be? Um, Jeff Hardy. So I go on Twitter and I'm like, wait, why are we having this battle royal? And everyone is pretty much like, you might need to sit down for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm completely, I'm like, what the fuck happened? So I go on WWE's timeline and they're just showing up and I see Jeff Hardy being carried away in handcuffs and Elias being rolled into a thing on side of like low key, like a residential street. Like I guess the PC is right of right across the street from like 
residents or something along those lines. I guess it's just in the neighborhood. I don't know. You've been to the PC more than I have. Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, just this <laughs> looked to be completely on the other side of the PC because the PC is surrounded by like a, 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 a corporate, like a corporate park where where there's a bunch of companies in, in one like strip mall type place. Uh huh. And it looked to be in the residential area directly across, like down the street from it. So I'm guessing they couldn't get a permit to do this stunt directly in front of it because the PC just doesn't, it wasn't built like that. And if you notice on the thing, it's the side of a building, but I think it's like the back of the PC, I believe. And yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it was weird. I, 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 I admit, cause I, I even said like, that's not even the PC. Like I was, and also like, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to, I was like, Jeff, wait. where he was. <laughs> no. So, okay. So, I decide, okay, I gotta go. I gotta turn this shit back. So I go, of course, I go on like whatever third party website it is because WWE Network is not gonna have this up for a month. Um, and then I look on their YouTube page, and of course, it's like some abridged shit in it. Um, so I go back and I find the video, and I'm like, what, what's Renee Young doing there? What are the police doing here? <laughs> There's a car on this, it's not even really crash, it's kind of like <laughs> it is what it is. Um, we're building the scenario. Renee Young is like, um, what is that? And the cops are like, Jeff Hardy? They find this like note that pops out of the ceiling thing. I don't know. I don't drive cars. Um, <laughs> the compartment in the ceiling. What is it called, bro? You drive? Sunroof? Um, sunroof, sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the thing to block the, vi- the, the the sunlight. Oh, the visor. The visor. Yeah, there we go. So it pops out of that. And I guess it's like Jeff Hardy's thing. And then we go over... This is like obviously some sort of like news shit because now they're like Renee's young is like and we'll take it over to Kayla Braxton and Kayla Braxton's there with Braun Strowman. Braun's like I don't know what happened. I just I just saw something. Alas, and Oscar level. Like, Oscar level. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you the Universal Champion? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? Just, so also. Cold open, by the way. <laughs> Very cold. Just like it's it, the, the open starts with a camera just running up and Renee and it cuts to Renee Young and she's like, on the scene here, uh, we just had a crash. And I'm like, since when do you report the news that happens outside of WWE things? I guess it's when Elias is fucking laying prone down on the street. So, in, uh, so Renee does that. There's a quick cut to them running behind a truck Yes. Did Jeff was he <laughs> flung out of the vehicle? <laughs> so this is that's one of the parts I don't understand because they're clearly like, is Jeff Hardy? Was Jeff Hardy around? And <laughs> someone finds him 450 feet away in the bushes of whatever this residential backyard pool house is. And he's just like he smells like beer yeah you know, like, like what here <laughs> jamie noble who has been named james pacino <laughs> at this point <laughs> for his role in this entire thing it's like jeff where you, where you're going where are you going and jason jordan's there shout out to jason jordan for still having a job um and the cops are just like are you jeff hardy we got to take you down and Jeff is slurred up. And he's like, wait a minute. Why the hell is he slurred? What the hell is going on here? Like, he's just like. like ah. He's like. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, obviously, by the end of it, you realize, like, not even realize, but it's inferred that he was framed because he was released from the police department. Same within two hours. Um, 
in an hour. He was there at, yeah. at 950. <laughs> so he was released. So I'm like, I have questions in the beginning. I'm like, wait, why is he slurring his words? Then? Why is he like, what's going on here? What is and I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, ah. <laughs> He's like, Elias. <laughs> Elias. Elias. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, what's going on? He's like stumbling across the street. I'm like, wait, why are you stumbling now? And he's like, is that your rental? Alas! <laughs> so, so Alas! Let's get... Uh, okay, so we, we know Seamus did it, right? By the end of the episode. Seamus did yes, do it. So, it has to be. So has to are, be. are we to believe that... Okay, there are a couple of ways we can go here. Because Bruce has to explain this. Be clear, he has to explain this. Did he, yes. drug, did he drug Jeff Hardy? In yes. which case, putting... That would mean that Seamus put a lot of people in danger and I mean obviously Elias almost died Did was Jeff really drunk which I, I rule out because he was fine at 9.50 he was or, super fine or did she- okay. Out. okay be clear here did Seamus kidnap Jeff Hardy put him in the trunk run over Elias and throw Jeff Hardy into the bushes <laughs> was Elias truly I mean uh, I guess the news report is Elias was actually hurt. So something happened to Elias for sure. Oh, so he's, he's legit hurt. No, I mean, not oh. legit hurt. But from the WWE's reports, it's like, ah, oh, ribs and all this other shit. I don't know what's going on. Um, my favorite part of this little scene is the old lady recording. And the referees are just like, get out of here. <laughs> Stop recording, please. Jason Jordan and um, um, what's her name? I forgot her name. The female referee now on the SmackDown brand. She's oh, just Jessica? Out of here. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm wondering. I, so there's so many questions that have to be explained, and it has to be explained better than whatever the Daniel Bryan thing that they did last year with Roman Reigns has to be explained. Um, SmackDown, love a good who done it, man. <laughs> it, it, listen, love a who done it, and why not? Because quite frankly, there was no better excitement on this show to break the monotony of SmackDown SmackDowniness um, than this kind of open. Which took, which was the first about eight minutes of the show. You come back from break. Adam Pierce is around a select few. Just happens to be. He needs to be the GM. He's great. He needs to be a GM. He's amazing. He's just. He, he just. He just has a face and a, a presence that you can trust. Um, until he I, until he sides with Vince McMahon. And <laughs> it's the authority. It's the authority again. Yeah. You love all the small talk in this. Is like. Jeff Hardy is a drunk, you know that. He's a, he's <laughs> a Jeff Hart. <laughs> and every, various people agreeing, various people butting in. Sorry, I'm just saying, uh, nicely said. But I, I like this. I like Zaro co-signing Seamus because obviously they were partners. But I, I thought yeah. it was a nice callback. Um, Jay Uso being there and it's like, yo, fool, I think we need to have a. T- I need an opportunity at this. And Ziggler's just being like, oh, here we go. Oh, 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 oh. This is the reality. This is why I love doing this show week to week. <laughs> because when you go back, you'll be like, oh, this was the time when everyone had a curfew. Of course. <laughs> there was a virus. Course, I got my... and there was a pandemic also. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, of course I did. Yes, we have a curfew. It's 8 p.m. tonight. Um, oh, we got 6 p.m. So, wow. <laughs> I think so. We'll be curfewed around the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, so 
I love the little backstage. I just love these moments just in general of superstars getting to interact with each other. Ziggler is like, I was this five-time Intercontinental Champion, so I deserve a title shot. And Lucha House Party is just there and just hoping just being there itself will be granted the title shop. And your man Drew Gulak is there, and he's just like, the money is just amazing at this point. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, so th- this essentially, well, there was no wrestling for 20 minutes of the show. Which I loved it. <laughs> I, of, I, I loved all of this. It would be three commercial uh, breaks before there was yeah. any rest on the show. I loved all of this. I just want to give that uh, uh, <laughs> nod. Um, but go ahead. Uh, more big things that happened on uh, on this show. Obviously, we 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 kind of foresaw it. We we talked about it last week. Matt Riddle was announced that he would be debuting on SmackDown imminently. I would imagine he'd probably he'd probably come up after Backlash, right? Yeah, good for us calling that, by the way. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um, I a couple things I did notice and that I did like. Uh, I, I like that they're keeping him as himself, um, mm-hmm. and they are treating him like a big deal. The Kurt Angle, the Kurt Angle introduction is not a mistake. I, I think yeah. that. I, I know last week, you know, we, we were like, should we be worried? And, and I think my reasoning was that, like, I, I really do believe that the higher ups love his, uh, love his, 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 his character and love who he is, and they're gonna allow him, they're gonna allow him to be him, and, and this is proof here. Like, he honestly, like I said, him and Alistair are the two NXT guys that I feel as though were bigger than the brand when they got there, and I think Matt's gonna be able to show that with his promos, and like you obviously see where they put Alistair at if they if they're even putting making this big of a deal about Matt Riddle, I, I foresee WWE Championship by the end of the year. I'm, I'm, just, I'm putting it out right now. Right, 100%. And, and sidebar, I know they talked about it on the World Report last week, but that cage fight, oh, Lord. <laughs> it was one of my favorite matches of this, of the quarantine era of any show. Yeah, it, it just is. It just is. Legit teeth got knocked out. So I'm pretty if, – if, if we were – of course, playing the actual brawl for all, I think Matt Riddle is a first. <laughs> is your you should be your number one draft pick just in general, for knocking out Timothy Thatcher's the rest of his teeth as if he didn't have teeth already missing. Um, but yeah, once again, Did, so were, were those his real teeth? I think those were his real teeth. I feel like those were his real teeth. You're gonna get teeth, gimmick teeth, like. Well, he got the bag now. He, 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 he can get new teeth now. Yeah, I mean that's true. Near it up, um, no, more. near game, near game, um, cartoon, cartoon teeth. Uh, <laughs> um, first of all, I just want to say, just in general, I love this episode of SmackDown. Uh, wow, wow. From, I did. I just did. It just, it just worked for me. A lot of fresh matchups. A lot of fresh people. I mean, I think this is the one as the as the um, I guess as the as we get into new phases of this pandemic thing where they're allowing more people and more spaces, you're getting a lot of the superstars feeling comfortable to come back. Um, this is the first time we've seen Shorty G in a long time. This is the first time we've seen a lot of people. I mean, not, I don't say a lot of people in that battle role, but I feel like, you know, Jay Uso, who is, uh, you know, I'm glad they're doing something with him. Yeah, I agree. The greatest near fall guy of, Maybe on the roster right now, mm-hmm. pretty much. I think that's why he ended up in the final too. But you were like, "This is bizarre." Jay Uso. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, "What?" Well, I was texting you throughout the whole thing, but I was like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, okay." <laughs> but it ended up being really, really, really dope. And uh, we got a really, a really good Sheamus and Brian. Like you said, it can main event any city, anytime. <laughs> yeah, 
any city for the last decade. I mean, they have the history infused within it. I think both guys are not afraid to hit each other as hard as possible, which is great for any Daniel Bryan or Sheamus match. And I think just in general, um, the way it ended, the way it led up, the fact that, I mean, I guess Jeff Hardy was taking out and Sheamus very opportunistically managed to win this battle royal and get himself into this slot. Um, just worked out great for it. I, it told a f- complete story throughout the evening, which is one of the things I, you know, I like about the show. You got to make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's so much different things. I love the interaction between, first of all, um, Bliss Cross Applesauce. I got their name right this week. The New Day and Bailey and Sasha Banks. I was just like, wow. Didn't think about it, but all these all three of them work really really well together I, and, I, and again I almost felt like it was, it was like an episode of Raw the way yeah. that they like they intertwined a lot of storylines into itself but um, a, a strong episode again it, that was kind of like the peak of stuff happening that night too and, yeah. and again it, it was uh, it, it helped take my mind off a lot of things so yeah definitely go back and check that episode out the Otis and Mandy thing has the most views of this entire thing on SmackDown mm-hmm. at 1.2 million views. I'm like, what the fuck are people seeing this shit? I, I was excited over it. I, I was like, huh, huh. I was a little hot and bothered. Huh. Listen, huh. fuck that. <laughs> Flirt Jeff. Uh, run uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I'm also with it. Uh, were you with Raw? Um, I was okay on Raw. I'm, yeah, I wasn't too high on Raw. I felt like a lot of things just, I felt like they had this thing where a lot of things kind of just like carried on maybe a little bit too long. It was know. a, it was a wrestling heavy show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, various things. I mean, what's the, what's the, what do you want to talk about on Raw? I think Raw itself. I mean, it was a lot of matches. Um, I, I thought Alistair Seth was was spectacular. Um, I, I I questioned them giving Alistair the win in that way. Um, mm. But again, you're still protecting Alistair, and, and like you said, like they have the shit or get off the pot. He has now beaten everyone except Drew. Yeah, and I think that you know it's cool to keep him in these storylines. I do foresee him winning the championship at some point this year. I just don't know when that would happen like a lot of things would have to have to move around for him to do that unless they're just going to feed him the drill which would i think right. would be a big it would be a big mistake right um seth is again really good but i i feel like if they're building to him and, and ray why put alistair in it why is alistair even in it it looks like they're building to, to, to dominic versus seth too right yeah, they're doing a lot of things. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be Dominic versus. I'm sure it's going to be like Ray versus Seth featuring Dominic, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like maybe a father son frog splash Kamehameha or whatever the hell they're going to do. But you know, it's a. I can't see. I'm assuming, based on just kind of everything going this far, Ray Mysterio is still not sure about his future. So I'm going to assume that he's not wrestling on backlash. I'm going to assume he's not wrestling just based off this information. He hasn't, if he had shown up in the arena, I would have said, all right, maybe they're doing a backlash thing, but he wasn't there. So we'll see. Um, so we might get Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins again at backlash. I would put money on that. And I put money on Seth probably winning. 
and I put money on them probably doing it again. Then Ray, Seth, and SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because um, I, I see Bobby, Drew, which didn't really excite me this week. But um, no, nah, it didn't excite me at all. I, I, have, I uh, I'll, I'll say with the with the Bobby and Drew thing, it kind of was just like shuffled in kind of in the last moment. It happened with like the match started with like 10 minutes left on raw. Like it was kind of just, especially after the Charlotte versus Oscar match, it kind of just felt like, Oh yeah, that's happening too. That's kind of how it felt to me with Drew McIntyre versus MVP leading to the Bobby Lashley type of deal. And it didn't even go off air conclusively. It was like, we're out of time see you next week um <laughs> i think uh, it, but i think bobby drew is gonna last until august i'll say probably august it's and good. why not and then I, I but i mean the big match should be alistair drew in whatever remote location they do it <laughs> but um i think that is that's where you naturally you go i, I don't think don't do gender Mahal, please. Um, I, I'd like to. We got to talk about the Naya Kyrie thing really quick. Yeah, yeah. We were tipped off about it last week. Yeah. Uh, via um, Fightful. Fightful. Yeah, it was Fightful. Fightful. Shout out to Sean. Yeah, shout out to Sean. Listen, get your money's worth. To be honest with you, because yeah. you get a lot of news. Um, you get good news too. Yeah. Um, we were tipped off of it last week in terms of the tapings, all of it that Naya Jax. Pretty much, it, it, I don't want to say it injured, but definitely hurt. Uh, Kyrie saying yes, injured, injured, injured is a way that I say out for a number of period of time. Um, being reckless in the ring is kind of something else that's completely different. <laughs> Either way, she fucked her up, <laughs> yeah. and, and they show. The spot, of course, we got a, a super edited ending where you don't see the blood or anything, but I heard it was pretty nasty. Um, reckless. The kids look frightened. <laughs> they did. And, and I think I think Naya as well looked a little bit shaken up uh, in, in yeah. the second afterwards. Uh, it, it was reckless. I, I, I think that, you know, Kyrie is small, but there's no excuse for not taking care of her twice. Like, it, I mean, we even got news last week that they, they banned the buckle bomb after Nia's usage of it. And that was a big point of contention last month when she uh, gave Kyrie a buckle bomb and she completely missed the buckle, the turnbuckle, yeah. and landed on her butt. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we've kind of talked about it, kind of this like laissez faire of Nia Jackson. Like, it doesn't feel like she's trying when it comes to, you know, have these matches and she may be trying i mean maybe her speed and she may be like yo i'm giving it my all out there but it doesn't necessarily feel like she's taking all the precautions it feels like she's walking through things and entering things and deciding i'm going to use my power however the hell i want to use my power at the particular time but there seems to be no rhyme or reason for anything the fact that she grabs the back of her head and just like throws her face head first into the steps it's like bro and, and, and honestly, people got to stop doing Kyrie wrong, period. Because it was the same deal with, with, the, with the TLC match when she got a concussion and Charlotte didn't listen to her saying, I'm not ready. Like, yeah. people just got to stop, like, like bullying. Now, like, she's tough as hell, no, no doubt about it. But, like, right. it's, too many, it's too many incidents that have put her out of commission for long periods of time on the main roster. And people got to be more careful with her. Yeah, 
I agree. Well, you know, actually, I, I don't want to hold up. I don't want to say be careful because she's a woman. <laughs> I want to say be careful with her because like it just seems to me that like people take advantage of her being a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And I know she bumps really well, but like look at how Shayna does it compared to how Charlotte was doing it. You know, I, I feel like Shayna was able to quote unquote brutalize Kyrie without making it without actually hurting her and without actually making it look like her. I mean, because remember she did she did the uh, the hanging spot with Kyrie over the uh, yeah. the, the turnbuckle and that looked more dangerous than, than than anything she'd ever done. And from what I understand or what we see, like it, she wasn't hurt or bleeding or anything after it. You know, so I uh, just wanted to clarify that. But I, I thought that again. Uh, Naya Asuka isn't doing it for me as far as a feud, but it is it's 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 something that has to happen. It reminds me of their NXT feud, which didn't do it for me <laughs> either. Yeah. Um I think that just takes a level of it's just I think in terms of Nia Jax, something needs to happen. It just feels like and, I, and I've said this before, it kind of just feels like she's there and she's expected to be what she's expected to be, but it doesn't feel like she's actually trying with anything that she does. She looks like she's just playing the role of a big person instead of really becoming someone on TV. It's just... I'm not invested in this Nia Jax versus Oscar feud. And I'm just going to say it's because of Nia Jax. I yeah. just feel like she's not really putting in a lot into this entire program or they're not giving her a lot with this feud or she's just not I just don't like the character. Yeah. Honestly. Like you mean to tell me that you would you would you guys would want to see this before you know before Bianca Belair returns to the main roster and I know that they're probably waiting for things to clear up as far as yeah. like views but you know I, I can't imagine there, there being any situation like give her the tag title or something. Let her hold both of them and, and I'll, I won't have to care anymore. I just, I just right. don't, I don't think as a character, a pushed character, she's super pushed. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, she hasn't improved at all. I don't know. No, she hasn't improved. Not one bit. And I think even a, a number of years ago, maybe it was last year, maybe it was the year before that. I definitely put her as my least improved <laughs> wrestler because it's just like, she hasn't really grown. She hasn't changed. She hasn't progressed. She kind of just is. She's been the same Nia Jax from legitimately the day she debuted on Raw to now. There's been no, at at least with Asuka, you can kind of pinpoint an era and you can pinpoint the shift. You can pinpoint from her debut in, in, in NXT to when she's debuted on Raw to the tag team with Kabuki Warriors to where she is now. And you can kind of pinpoint and have these other things on her, but you can't really do that with Nia. It kind of ends up being this very flat curve. And I'm glad Oscar's a face. I'm glad Oscar's a face again, by the way. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, it, it, it just is what it is. I'm, I'm glad she is. I like the Charlotte versus Oscar match. Didn't like how it ended, but guess what? Who didn't see that coming? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a weird it was a weird uh, bell ring too. It was almost like I guess it's a no contest. I was like, did she get counted out? Because I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> I mean she definitely did it because it, it wasn't he didn't hit 10. I went back and watched it. He didn't hit 10. But I guess okay. it, it was just sort of like a you know she kind of preemptively throughout the match. I mean, yeah, was like, right? Yeah, like Naya's here, call for the bell. Um how do you feel thus far, Apollo Cruz? champion god 
Um, the Kevin Owens thing. The Kevin Owens thing was a little. It was a little aggressive. I I liked the little. I liked the little aggression in Kevin Owens because it kind of wasn't like, I'm a face. Let's be friends. It was kind of more like, here's are you I pitying think. me because I will fuck you up if you are. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't on your first week out you don't put him in there on the mic against Kevin Owens that's just what you don't do <laughs> mm. you just don't do that I, feel I, thought, I thought that next to Kevin the, there's so many feelings and emotions and so many things I'm feeling I, I wasn't I wasn't liking that at all I, I think yeah. he gotta work on the promos man he's gotta get a very he gotta he's gotta improve his slate of like like I, like you were saying, emotions and feelings and stuff. It can't be just like, nah, Kevin, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like, no, you've got to feel slighted that he would even think that. And you've got to express that in a way. It's kind of all about the whole acting and getting kind of getting that across. Because what Kevin did, I mean, I thought was genius and original. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I lost last week, but it kind of feels like you're pitying me, giving me this championship shot. Like, it doesn't even feel like real. And he's like, no, nah, man, like, and he was like, "All right, well, I guess I'll fuck you up." Is, um, but I, I do, I do think this is a, a way for Apollo to turn heel, though, because I do think I do think he was pitting him, and I do think he was trying to beat him because he was weak. Ooh, that could be interesting. Um, that could have been interesting. I've heard they, I've heard they've been trying to turn him too. So we'll yeah. see. Um. Let's see. Tag match was whatever. Yeah, Andrade, tag match was whatever. Andrade's just Bowling? a guy. Andrade's just a guy, and I and I'm very upset about that right now. Bowling? Their best segment. It was the best segment they've had. Are you good at bowling? Absolutely, unequivocally, no, I am not. So I think I think <laughs> the, I think the Raiders set them up with the bowling shit. I, I think that they knew that we, that's just not a skill that we excel at. Um, <laughs> they should have did the hundred mile run. And had it be fair that way, uh, but it was a funny. It was a funny segment. It was a really funny segment. It was a funny segment. You know, what? I appreciate that. Um, oh, did you stick around for raw talk? Absolutely not. I did not. Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't see it at all. It's available on this new free, no credit card required WWE network. Oh, the, the broke boy version. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> you only got nine dollars. First, <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about. Th- I know, right? You don't have ten dollars. What's wrong with you? Um, we got to talk about this because not only so we've been talking about for the last number of week about these PC guys and them having to stand. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know on Raw Talk they're still standing? <laughs> no. The raw talk happens in the ring, and they're the audience. <laughs> this is a rib. This is too much. The fact that they recorded raw talk and they had to listen to Seth kind of like talk slowly, like yeah. <laughs> and homeboy, I mean, there's various people. There's some people in PC I've never seen before. I was like, yo, who are these black people at? Where where they been at? They look like people from the, you know, from the neighborhood. Like, that's crazy. Um, shout out to them. Uh I mean, here's my thing, man. If they're not getting paid, if they're not, if they're not getting yeah. paid to stand, that's a problem. <laughs> if they're getting paid to stand, then they need to go holler at, you know. People that work at like I worked at, I worked at GameStop 
for like six, seven years. I know what it, I know it's standing for hours sucks. It really does. But I, I think that like, you know, what are the, did, did they at least get a 30, a 15? Did, like, what did they do? Like, I, like, I'm not really sure where the complaints are coming from, but I also think that like the people that are like, it's bad to say, like, are they like babying them a little bit? Um, I would. So here's the thing. It, it could never be me. It couldn't be me. I just have flat feet. It's just not going to work out. I'm going to complain. And I'm sure um, they don't. Have, they don't have to come if they don't want to, right? Like, because I, I heard that, like, if you're not, are you sure? If, well, well, no. I heard that if you're not booked or you're not, um, you're not on a show, then you can't go to the PC at all. So I would imagine that they just want to get out the house. Mm. Right. So, like, I mean, if that's the case, I don't expect to see a lot of people next week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard internally anything of the complaints, but I'm sure. I mean, I mean the reports have been for concerts for for hours, and I mean, these are twelve hour days. They get breaks though, and that's been said in the reports. They get breaks. Listen, it's compounded. I ran four miles yesterday. My body is like, yo, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, but that's. I feel on one hand, I definitely do feel bad. I feel bad for him knowing if I had stood for 12 hours, even if there was breaks in between, I'm not getting up the next day. Um, and then, you know, I, and I know they're not training or anything, but yeah, I mean, you have a point if you're getting paid and you like want to go, um, there's no reason for you to complain. By all means, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, it's the first time, uh, it's the first time Apollo Cruz has gone a standing ovation. So I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything else on this show? Uh, um, no, no, there wasn't. It's just, uh, what a week! I'm glad we've been able to laugh at the end of the show. Uh, oh, it was it was a ridiculous. I mean, it, it, you know, Hell's Frozen Over with SmackDown was was a better show than Raw. So. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, and Riddle's gonna be there for sure. Um, Riddle's gonna be there, so that's automatically must see TV for me. And, and Matt, listen, Matt. First of all, adding AJ Styles and now Matt Riddle, SmackDown is kind of litty again. It, it 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 may be the brand. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, people love Otis, so I'm assuming that's another incentive for some of you guys to watch. <laughs> but just Matt Riddle and AJ Styles, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm with it. I'm cool with it. Are we are we getting 2016 vibes or we might we might oh there's a poll on WWE.com. who was the real culprit on the attack of Elias? Oh here we go. And Another who done it. And the the options are King Corbin, Seamus, AJ Styles, and other. Put God. Remember, remember when God was booked? Yes, I do remember that. I'm going to put I'm interested in see the results. I'm gonna put King Corbin. King Corbin is leading at a 44%. Not even Sheamus, who clearly benefited from it. <laughs> Maybe it was a whodunit. Maybe it was both of them. Maybe you, But again, was... look at, here are the three choices again. Actually, let's ask the people. Let's ask the listeners. What do you think it was? Do you think that... Who do you think it was? Not who. How do you think it happened? Because we know it was Sheamus, right? <laughs> Was was Jeff? No, no. It doesn't even matter who who it was. Do you think the culprit drug Jeff, put him in a car, and told him to drive? Do you think? No. <laughs> do you think? 
<laughs> Jeff just taking <laughs> Jeff just taking drugs from King Corbin. What was the other two shows that one was them was one Sheamus of them and AJ Styles. <laughs> one of them, one of them was uh one of them was Seamus kidnapped him, hit a light to the car. <laughs> Had to. And then flung Jeff a block away. I forgot There's my no life. way one person could do this. There's no one there's no way one person could do this. Who could have done it? It ha- it has to be a mix. It has to be Seamus and somebody else. I don't know. Seamus and somebody else. There's no way you're beating the shit out of Jeff Hardy, running back to your car to hit Elias. Dolo. <laughs> it's just not going to happen that smoothly. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Let, let, let we'll us see. know what you think. Let, who who done it? A show listeners, let us who done know. Uh, and until then. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show. If you want to reach out to us and let us know how you're feeling, you just want to vent, hit us up at RNC Radio Live. We have some really, uh, we have a lot of links to places that you can donate uh, and, and causes that you can you can support right now in this time. Uh, so just make sure you check out our Twitter page. You can follow me at OGJohnny5, Meals at Meals TV, uh, War Report this week with Cyrus and MJ, and. Uh, Let's think of a let's think of a special episode we can do. I think we're coming up on an anniversary of some kind, right, Mills? Uh, in the bank or what years is this? Twenty twenty? Shit. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. We we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure yeah, out a special special episode for everybody. Uh, we won't, we won't let you know about it. But until then, please, please, please be safe, everyone, and uh, yeah, please again, still wash your hands because that's still going on. <laughs> That is still a thing. This is 100% a thing. I don't want people to fall, lose sense of the fact. New York City is finally going to open next week, Monday, in phase one. You sure? Um, <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, but this pandemic is still a thing. It's it's still a thing. So make sure you take all the precautions that you need, especially if you're going to go out and protest. I admire you if you go out and protest. Um, but make sure you take all the precautions, wash your hands, bring hand sanitizer, water, mask everything ppe to make sure that you don't contract anything or, or, or get too close to anything try to use social distancing as much as you can during a protest which i realize is a silly concept to think of with a mass protest but try to be as safe as possible this thing is still real this thing is still around i'm still hearing reports of people getting it they're still asymptomatic to it so it's kind of a surprise to them when they get it um so please do that um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being with us once again yeah if you want to vent let us know talk to us we're here for you trust us there's a lot of things going on in this world currently right now and we get it um we're going through with in our lives as well so you know the best thing to do is just to kind of all be here for one another we're all going through a similar process and without communication or sharing we never really realize how close that we actually all are. So that's all I'll say. Maybe that's my closing statement. Absolutely. All right. So next week, hopefully uh, aliens will not descend upon the world. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you later.